Hello and welcome to another episode of The Shield Maiden. I'm Natalie, your host, and today we're going to talk about my very first Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu class. I was talking to somebody recently and they were like, (laughs) they kind of did a double take. They were like, um, and I explained like my first Jiu-Jitsu class and they were like, uh, you, you understand that that's like, that's a crazy story, right? (laughs) That's not, that's not your regular first Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu class. And, you know, when you're living your own life, you you don't even realize some of the stories that you have until, you know, (laughs) someone else points it out. And so I didn't get into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu like most others, where, you know, you hear about or you see Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you realize how legit it is. And so you go and find an academy near you. There was no Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu 25, 20 plus years ago when I first started in the martial arts. Um, it was probably, oh gosh, I'm, I'm going to say that I, I got started like maybe in the mid 90s um, in martial arts. And so I was, I was eight years old and I had been bullied. If you listen to my first couple of podcasts, I explained how I got into karate and I had been bullied. I came home crying to my dad. My dad was like, all right, let's go check out places. And backstory on my dad. My dad had been a, he'd actually opened up one of the first martial arts academies in our town, but he'd gotten to a real bad car accident, had become physically disabled and was no longer involved in the martial arts by the time my sister and I came around. But eight years old, I'm crying to my dad, you know, complaining about being bullied. And my dad says, all right, let's go gets us in his car and we we head around town my dad finds this this school and it was very close to us but my dad finds it and they were a very progressive karate academy and that wasn't a big you know like karate kid was out like like these movies were very popular and so like the the mr miyagi the very traditional kind of way of doing things was was very sought after. However, because my dad had had martial arts experience, my dad loved their their forward thinking way. Like he said, he was like, it's it's like Bruce Lee's. Like they're thinking like Bruce Lee, and I was like, I don't know what that means. And and if you don't know anything, I of course I, I asked, and I found out. My dad had explained. He goes, he goes, you know, Bruce Lee. He had come from a very traditional martial arts style and a very traditional background, and they didn't even believe in teaching. He, he said that they didn't believe in teaching Americans or people outside of their culture and ethnicity. He goes, you know, outside of their race. He goes, so they also didn't want to modernize. He goes, so Bruce Lee did that. And he wasn't, he, you know, they didn't like him for it. There was a big, huge dilemma about it. He goes, but he did it. And now he became one of the, you know, he had proved that his martial arts was superior than his predecessors. He goes, and, and, and now it's, you know, he's a household name. And so after explaining that, I was like, okay, you know, and I remember the instructor telling my dad, he goes, you know, if something works, if a technique works in Kempo, we're going to take it and absorb it into our style. If a kick is super effective and works in real life in Taekwondo, we're going to take that technique, we're going to absorb it into our style. And my dad was very, very on board with this. 
And so he signs me up at this very progressive karate school. And, and they were progressive because they were police officers. They were military personnel. They were security guards. They were, um, you know, bouncers. I, I mean, they were actually using their martial arts in their everyday lives. And because of that, they always wanted to know, you know, the best techniques, what could work. Is there anything new out there that they could learn? And they would go to conferences, seminars, workshops all the time. They would get, you know, back in the day, they would get like VHS tapes. They would pay for the stuff. They they would do all this stuff because they always wanted to make sure that they were evolving and growing and learning. And eventually I was like, I was probably 16, 17. I was invited to start going to these conferences with them. And they're, you know, like they were, you know, they cost money, time out of your day. Like it, and we went to this three day conference. It was called Karate College. And it's run by a guy named Jerry Beasley. And Jerry Beasley was a martial arts um, black belt. And he would reach out to other martial arts and diff- from different styles, uh, especially if they were like well-known within their style. And he would ask them to come and teach at his conference. And there were all types of styles. There was, I remember taking Burmese boxing, there was knife defensive tactics. There was like a, you know, a gun combatives, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So we get there and I'm with, I'm the only girl in our group, but I, I was used to that by now. Um, I was, it was very normal for me to be like one of the only females. And so my sister trained as well, but she was, she wasn't as, as gun ho about it as I was um, in, in the younger years. She became much more serious about it later. But I went and I was just there for the ride, right? <laughs> I was like, I didn't know what to expect, what we were doing. And it, but it was a very eye-opening experience. I actually, you know, I remember that time very fondly. And I met a lot of people that I now know in the martial arts community um, through these kinds of events. So I remember having to wake up really early and, you know, I was jet lagged. We'd had to do, I think a class the night before. And so I, w- I was very tired and we had, a, and I, and I was not a happy camper because my, <laughs> uh, I had been partnered with one of my instructors his name was Sensei Tony. And he sweetheart but he was a you know very very tall big dude and he was he was like a bull in a china shop right and so he was not nice there was no dimming switch on him he he was nice but like when it came to sparring or training like he was always 100% and he just didn't know how to not do that and so I was, I was not a happy camper. Everybody knew, like he even knew and he looks at me, he's like, I'm going to try my best. And we get in there. And of course, of course the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu class is running late. And 
So I'm just in the back stretching and, and we're in this big hotel conference banquet area and there's carpet and it has really funky designs on it. And I'm in the corner stretching, stewing and I'm just like, whatever, man, I just, I'm just tired. And finally the doors open and in walks this, <laughs> I don't know, squad of people. And I, I remember looking up and being like, there's only one guy with hair. <laughs> and then they were all, I, I remember noticing that they were all just a hair shorter than the guy in front, who's obviously the leader of the group and the only one with hair. And I didn't know it at the time. God, I didn't know it. I had no idea what Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was. I had no idea who was walking in the room. But this squad of people, right? The the leader was Henzo Gracie. And I, I didn't know. <laughs> and of course, his Uki or his assistant instructor was Matt Sarah. Now, they announced themselves or, you know, they... Like everybody is whispering, my coaches are just ecstatic. Like they are so excited. And I, I remember I remember he was on he was on this podcast a couple episodes ago. But Ciro Dominguez, I remember him like elbowing me and going, Oh my god, this guy. He goes, This is this is gonna be unbelievable. This is gonna be great. And he was so excited. And I was like, okay, cool, let's do this. And so they teach rear naked choke and the defense to the rear naked choke. And I, I realized very quickly that it was, it was, it was awesome. Like, I'm like, wow, this is, you know, now, of course, every time, every time my partner is, is doing the rear naked choke, I'm, I'm, it's lights out, <laughs> like every single time. And didn't matter if I tapped, like he wanted to make sure it worked. And so I'm, I'm getting pretty frustrated pretty quickly. And finally they start teaching the defense for it. And I am, I'm, it's the, the traditional, like grab the forearm, pull it down and do an arm bar over your shoulder defense. And I was one of the only females in the seminar or in that class. And so of course... <laughs> And at the time, like the, the size difference was very, very, uh, you know, it was very noticeable. And I just, I was not getting this technique, but also he wasn't really working with me. And so he was just, every time he was sinking it in before I could, I could even attempt the defense. And so by this time I'm, I'm getting pissed off. Like, um, I'm like, this is, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm, I'm not a happy camper. And so I guess, you know, I guess that they kind of noticed that we were having a hard time. And so Henzo Gracie and Matt Sarah come over to assist us. And I I was in no way, shape, or form polite, humble, nice. I just didn't know. I didn't I didn't freaking know. And and Henzo Gracie is like his own vibe, right? He is he was very charismatic. He was very chill. He smiled all the time. He was very friendly and, and he he was he was kind of talking to you know to my partner and he was like, Hey, it's okay, you know, just 
just relax and 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 and, and let her work and it's okay it's, it's all okay and I was a little I was a little perturbed so I was kind of just keeping my mouth closed I was I was ready to kick kick a water bottle over and just storm out like and and my so my instructors it was very much like and I I remember really really enjoying their uh, you know like their dynamic because it it was honestly like a big group of brothers <laughs> they loved each other but they also believed very very heartily in like tough love and so they thought it was hilarious that we were struggling so bad they thought it was so funny that I was ready to blow my top like they just <laughs> they just were like oh. <laughs> like, and of course here's Matt Sarah he's trying to help a little bit and then he's kind of going around to other people and 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 you can just tell Enzo Gracie's just like it's all good man we're doing we're doing the greatest thing in the world we're learning martial arts and um so anyway and he was, you know, he was that way. It wasn't a facade. Like, you know how some people, they'll come in and they'll teach a class and they're super, like, upbeat and charismatic. And then as soon as the class is over, they're almost like a completely different person. The entire weekend, he was friendly and open and kind and engaging to everybody. It, it didn't matter if you were you know, the, the frustrated female, it didn't matter if you were, you know, the tallest guy in the room, he treated you the same. And, and I think that's why in the, in the Gracie family, I've always really liked and respected him because he's always been the most forward thinking and progressive of the family. Like if, if you know anything about the family, they're very traditional in some of their beliefs or in some of their their ways of doing things um you know and and looking back it makes complete and total sense that he is who he is especially because like he he was one of the mentors and and for Kira Kira Gracie and so and Kira Gracie was was a a young black belt when I was coming up through the jiu-jitsu ranks and so uh you know I really like that about him because he was so laid back chill he thought everybody should know jujitsu didn't matter if you're female didn't matter if you're black or white didn't didn't matter he to him i think he believes wholeheartedly in what brazilian jujitsu can do for for life i think I, i i watched him in a documentary not too long ago and he talks about he goes jujitsu is 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 my life jujitsu is my religion jujitsu is you know it 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 has helped and brought and done everything for me. And, and so I see that and I really appreciate that about him, but I didn't, (laughs) I didn't even, I didn't even think about it when I was like, yeah, my first real Brazilian Jiu Jitsu class was with Henzo Gracie and Matt Sarah. And so I remember someone telling me a couple years back, they were like, Oh, I'm from the Henzo Gracie Academy. And I was like, Oh yeah, I know that guy. And they kind of just, they give me a double Have you ever been to New York? No. Well, I was like, he, he used to do conferences everywhere. Like he wasn't my instructor, but he was my first real authentic Brazilian jiu-jitsu experience. And so, um, <laughs> well guys, that's my story and I'll leave it to you there. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day and I'll catch you on the next one.